Oh my God, I'm, I wish Kevin Barker were alongside me after that one. What I need from you... Uh, I need your calls at 416-870-0590, star 590, After all, this is your show. I was wondering if the fellow who called up last night, and I should have put his name down, um, who thought that the Jays' lineup was vastly superior to the Orioles, if he could call. The Orioles beating the Jays 5-3 tonight at Camden Yards. The season series is over. The Jays went 3-10 and against the Baltimore Orioles. So I-, I need someone to tell me why this Jays lineup is better than the Orioles. Kyle Gibson, his ERA is 497. Let's say five, just for argument's sake. In three outings against the Blue Jays this year, he's given up five earned runs in 21 innings, including eight innings tonight. So, yeah, please tell me, please tell me how this Blue Jays lineup is better than, than the Baltimore Orioles. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590. Not much doing offensively for the Jays tonight again. Um, I guess the big opportunity, uh, fourth inning, bases loaded, none out. The Jays score a couple of runs, but the inning ends with, oh, and stop me if you've heard this before, Matt Chapman popping up to Adley Rutschman, missing a sweeper right in the middle of the plate. And again, this is the same story we've been talking about with the Blue Jays all year long. Pitching's good. Tonight wasn't Jose Brios' best night. Every now and then, though, when you have a pitching staff that is statistically one of the best in the majors, every now and then, like once a year, is that too much to hope? The offense has to step up and do its part. Once again tonight, the Jays are found wanting. Vladdy Jr. will be glad to see the back end of the Baltimore Orioles, this is for sure. His average against the Orioles, well, it's going to finish a shade over 200 in 13 games. His slug be around 225 against the Baltimore Orioles. Um. Vladdy has not had the type of year you would expect. I'm not laying it all on him. But he was certainly found wanting in this series against the Orioles. Shoddy defensive play. And again, he's had difficulty hitting against them all year. So the Jays come back to town to play a three-game series against the Cleveland Guardians. Somebody in social media suggested today. And the only reason I was looking on social media tonight is I was trying to find Donald Donald Trump's mugshot. I'll admit it. Um, I did find it. Of course, it wasn't very hard to do. But um, somebody suggested in social media, you know, maybe what Jays fans ought to do on Friday is give Vladdy a standing ovation when he comes to the plate. Essentially channeling 
what Philadelphia Phillies fans did for Trey Turner a couple of weeks ago. You remember that? Philly fans who are, you know, not the uh, most polite, forgiving bunch out there. Trey Turner just scuffling. For no reason other than the fact that they wanted to show him that they had his back. They gave him a standing ovation. Um, seemed to work. So I don't know. Someone threw that out. What the hell? Nothing else has tried. Has worked. iPad, that doesn't work. 13 hitting coaches, that hasn't worked. Bringing his uncle up, that didn't work. Having Edwin and Victor Martinez around seemed to work a bit. Um, maybe that's what we have to do. Matt in Toronto, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, Matt, hey, what's Jeff. up? Hey, how you Jeff, doing? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm living the dream, my friend. Oh, that's good, man. That's good. I mean, we can only say it's positive uh, as the last result, I guess. But, um, you know, I just got to say I love the show. I appreciate you. what you and Barker have done all season. I also wish Bark was here. I could use a little uh, that humor and a little bit of that, uh, you know, the Southern sass. I'll tell you what, he's, I, I can tell you this right now. I mean, I, I talked to him today. He is on holidays, and I talked to him today, and he's already he, he's got the first five questions he wants me to ask him on Monday. So, I mean, <laughs> can't wait he, for that. It's going to be uh, the front leg, front leg uh, section. It'll be some leg, that's for sure. <laughs> so my question to you is, and I'm trying to stay positive. I know we got some games here, but, man, with the importance of this series – knowing how the team struggles to get hits. My question is, why did we leave Barrios in the game for so long? You know, especially with the softer schedule ahead, like what was the decision-making process there? And, uh, you know, I, I, side note, I also support the standing ovation. Let's do it for every player going into the last part of the season here. But thanks so much, Jeff. Appreciate the time. Yeah, listen, I, no, no, uh, no problem at all. I mean, I got to admit, watching the game, I made notes about a whole bunch of things. Um, I didn't have a problem with leaving Jose Barrios out there. Um, his pitch count was fine. It was manageable. I, I have no idea. We need to hear from John Schneider and ultimately, I suppose, from, from uh, Jose Barrios uh, why he didn't throw his breaking ball as much today. I found that kind of suspicious. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think it was. I think the tale of this game was just simply the Jays didn't get any, couldn't get anything going against a, a, a pitcher who's, I mean, how, how to put it? I mean, he's, he's okay. He's just okay. He is, on the Jays' rotation, what? Fifth? Gossman, Barrios. Coochie, Bassett, Bassett-ish maybe, third. The Jays couldn't get anything going against a guy that most teams have no trouble hitting. And, you know, with all due respect to Kyle Gibson, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be pitching eight innings against the Toronto Blue Jays. I, I mean, he just shouldn't. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess we can quibble a bit um i didn't think the game got out of hand at any point with jose barrios in there um 
but yeah, it, it's. Um, I mean, you just sometimes you've got to sometimes you got to score six runs in a game, and 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 the it, it's it's puzzling watching the two sides of this Blue Jays team. Um, getting shut out as often as they've been shut out in the past month, month and a half. Having games where they just they just shred teams. I mean, this is a team that had 12 extra base hits against the Cincinnati Reds on Sunday. Now, yes, I know. Hunter Green, their starting pitcher, was basically a guy. I mean, it was, he was a guy making his first start in 60 days and the Reds essentially made the decision that look, we need to get, we need to see where this guy is. We're just going to leave him out there, and he's going to have to wear it because we want him to build his pitch count up. So yes, they it was a little bit of, you know, it was a little bit of happy days at the ballpark for the Blue Jays. Uh, but then they come back, they win the first game against Baltimore in extra innings. Uh, just Brandon Belt hitting the first pitch of the tenth inning out of the park. Vladdy doubling in the next. I, I mean, they did. The, simpli- the simplicity of their approaches in those games was remarkable, m- much as they were in those that series against the Boston Red Sox. But then, for whatever for whatever reason, uh, for whatever reason, they just uh, they just stopped. I mean, they stopped hitting. I can't put it any other way. Last night, uh, the second game of the series, I thought Dean Kramer was really good. Uh, Dean Kramer lived up in the zone. You tip your cap to him. Kyle Gibson was, I mean, he won tonight. But I was way more impressed with Dean Kramer yesterday than I was with Kyle Gibson. But again, I'm, I'm going to throw that out. Guy's got a 497 ERA. He's given up five earned runs and 21 innings against the Blue Jays. Bryce in Toronto, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, Jeff. I just want to say I love the show. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no problem. I just want to – I'll make it uh, real short and real quick here. I just wanted to quote the show Shorzy and say that uh, I feel like after today and yesterday, especially today after it being 2-2, uh, I feel like it's like this Jays team. They don't uh, – it's not that they don't love to win, but they don't hate to lose at this point. And also I listened to Buck uh, earlier this morning on a podcast and he was talking about Vladdy and how he thinks he's being overcoached on the hitting side. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts about that. Thanks. Like I said, love the show. Thanks, Miss, Bryce. Uh, Kevin a lot. And, uh, yeah, take care. He'll be back. Thanks very much. Love quoting Shorzy. I did not hear the podcast uh, Buck was on. Um I can say that the gentleman who's usually alongside me would probably be applauding Buck uh, for that stance. Look, I, I mean, we've been clear in this show. Other people around the team whisper it. Some people say it. But there's a problem with the hitting strategy in this team. There just is. It's, I mean, they're clueless. And whoever's responsible for that, whoever's responsible for coming up with the information and giving the information to the hitters, um, it ain't working. It it hasn't worked all year. Now, and, and the only thing I will say about Vladdy, you know, maybe at the end of the year we find out that he's got some sort of injury, and 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 that's that's possible. Certainly, the Jays aren't required to let us know about every ache and pain. That that's that's entirely possible that 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 he has some sort of injury. 
Uh, he's just not, but he, he's just, I mean, what, he's got two home runs this month? Two home runs. How does that happen? Tell me that. How does that happen? If he isn't hurt, I, I don't think Vladdy forgot how to hit in the off season. Um, it's got to be a concern. There, there is, whether it's the messaging, messaging or whatever, um, or whether there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Either, either there's too many cooks in the kitchen and a couple of them don't know what they're doing, uh, or the recipe, the ingredients are not working, are wrong. It's gone on all year. And the lack of power uh, from Vladdy, the lack of power production, the lack of production from Vladdy is, I mean, it's, it's, it's at the point now where it's shocking. Uh, that's, we can't put it any other way. But having said that, this isn't all on Vladdy. You know, you look at Matt Chapman's approach tonight. The first inning takes a pitch right down the middle. Pops up to Adley Rutschman on a to end that, I guess that threat if you want to call it that in the inning where the Jays had a couple of runs. Um, for whatever reason, Matt Chapman seems at times to be incapable of doing anything with hittable pitches. That's frustrating. That's disappointing. That's confusing. Um, now, as far as how the Jays respond to losing and, and, and things of that nature. I, I, you know, it's baseball. Um, guys don't pitch a fit after every game they've lost. But I will say this. I found it very interesting hearing Kevin Gossman's comments after, after last night's game. Two games ago, I'm sorry, where he, 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 he described the need for urgency. I wonder what he feels tonight. Did you see urgency tonight from the Toronto Blue Jays? I didn't see urgency from them. Gee and Maple, you're on Blue Jays Talk. Hey, Blair. Before I get to my comment, I really highly doubt uh, Vladimir's hurt because he's been bad for two and a half months, and he shouldn't have been in the home run contest if that's the case. And if there was something wrong with him, then they should have went out and, mm-hmm. and desperately got a bat. And we could go over that, uh, you know, 100 times over. But even Fair more point. so if, Fair if point. you know. So um, maybe there is I mean, a jinx with a home run derby, Gee. I don't know. He just he's been. I mean, what does it do? What, take a pitch, man. Like two and zero in the ninth inning, and you're swinging. Like, come on, man. Like you you can't help us by like Batista's unhittable. Maybe he could walk a couple guys, and then you try to get ahead. The decision like, making approach. the decision making is particularly frustrating. You're absolutely right. It, it, it is. It, I mean, execution sometimes, it's not there. But the decision-making is is puzzling. Yeah, Somebody's yeah. telling him that what he's doing is right. That's all I can say. Somebody's telling him that what he's doing is right, that the underlying numbers are good, that just keep doing it, and, you know, eventually it'll work out. And it ain't. Mm-hmm. can't put it any other way. Well, as terrible as he's been, he hasn't been the worst, and you you were just talking about the guy that I, I was calling about. I mean, at what point do you start sacrificing some defense and working in Schneider and Biggio or somebody else other than Chapman? Because this guy here, 
he's one more 0 for away from being a, a under 200 since May 1st, which is a complete joke. The guy does not hit. You know, it's a rerun with this guy. He either mm. he either flies out to the warning track, and he doesn't do it when there's a guy on third with one out. He'll strike out in those scenarios. And our manager had this guy hitting in the fourth slot up until about a week ago. They uh-huh. really, you know, for what? For a couple extra balls that might be hit to a guy like Biggio or Schneider or whoever, at least they give you some quality at-bats. This guy could have won the game in the third inning or the second, whatever it was, where he had two men on, base hit, and that's like the 20th time in two months where Chapman could have had the, had the game in his hand, and he did the same thing like he does every single time. And I, I just, yeah. I, you know, at some point, Blair, who's going to give this guy $100 million in the offseason? Oh, somebody today? will. Somebody will. I, 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 I mean, somebody will. It, it, it's, uh, you know, they're going to uh, you know, somebody khakis will look at it, and he's hit. I'll say this for Matt Chapman: he's hit a lot of doubles, and I am a big believer. And this is the gospel according to Cito Gaston: that if you hit doubles, you are going to be a productive hitter because it's a sign that everything's where it needs to be with your swing. Um, but there's an interesting stat about. Matt Chapman that surfaced last week about his barrel percentage and how he's 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 barreling up baseballs. Unfortunately, he's barreling up baseballs to the deepest part of the park and to the opposite field, and he's not doing much damage uh, with it. As far as Gee, thank you for the call. As far as taking him out of the lineup, and Davis Schneider is just a guy. I mean, it's a great story, but he's just a guy. Uh, you know, we've. We've seen that. Um, Kevin Biggio at third base. You still, unless you can convince me that Kevin Biggio and Davis Schneider and or Davis Schneider are going to solve all these teams' offensive issues, then I need the defense in there because I'm living and dying right now in my pitching and my defense. I mean, I am. I can't beg, borrow, or steal a run right now. Or, or beg, borrow, or steal a big hit. I'm living and dying with my defense. i got to max my defense. Even if that means taking away from the offense, I've got to maximize my defense. That's just the way it is. Uh, John Schneider was asked a couple of minutes ago about the team returning to Toronto to face Cleveland and what the team needs to do. This is what the skipper had to say after uh, tonight's 5 3 loss. We got to go home ready to win. You know, starting tomorrow, we got to. Um... You know, be aggressive. We got to be on the attack. We got to have good at bats. You know, our pitching has been really good, I think. Um, but it's just putting everything together. You know, we got to uh, limit outs in the bases. We got to make the plays, and we got to have we got to have consistent at bats. And um, yeah, it's it's it, there's no time to wait. There's no time to wait at all. We got to do it right right now. Well, there you go. I love the I love the bleep. I can pretty much imagine what what word uh, John Schneider used there, and I would wholeheartedly echoes echo those sentiments. Uh, talking about the outs and the base paths, uh, just a, a, an awful error by, look, Danny Jansen, friend of the show, one of our favorites. Awful base running by Danny Jansen tonight. Yesterday, brutal defense by Vladdy. Um, and, and not just the air, but the footwork around first base. Um, this was not, again, I, people who called me up yesterday and said, well, the Orioles lineup isn't as good as the Jays. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Given the way, looking at the way they're playing right now, the way they're playing right now, other than Bo Bichette, 
other than Bo Bichette, which Jays player do you think is playing better than the Orioles counterpart right now? Maybe Whit Merrifield. Other than that, who you got? 416 870 star 591 888-666-0590. 5-3, the Blue Jays have lost to the Baltimore Orioles. They've lost the series. They're 3-10 and this season against the Baltimore Orioles. We'll take a break and go around the Major League scoreboard. I've said this. It seems like I've seen said this every night. Tonight would have been a good night to win if you're the Blue Jays. We'll fill in the details next. It's Blue Jays Talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Three and three road trip. You kind of come out of it that way, and you know, definitely had our chances. You know, you. I think other than the inning we loaded the bases, you know, you get two. You definitely want multiple runs there. You get two, and um, you know, Georgie kind of just misses one. Um, yeah, I think that the after the first game, it's you got to just um, you know you got to stay consistent with the approach, right? It seems like the harder they throw, the better we do. Um, looking at Kramer and um, and Gibson tonight compared to Rodriguez, so. Uh, something we gotta we gotta clean up and and stay uh, stay convicted to an approach going forward. Love that line. Stay convicted to an approach. We'll talk to John Schneider about that tomorrow on uh, Blair and Barker from five to seven Eastern on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan and Sportsnet. Time now for the Major League standings watch presented by Bet three six five. You can download the Bet365 app and check out the latest odds for today's baseball games, 19-plus, play responsibly, Ontario only. Oh, this would have been a good night to have a win for the Blue Jays. Uh, Looking around at games involving teams in the East and teams that are floating around a wild-card contention, the Washington Nationals beat the New York Yankees 6-5 today. Tampa Bay beat Colorado 5-3. Boston beat the Houston Astros 17-1. to And Minnesota, the Minnesota Twins, did the Jays a solid. They beat the Texas Rangers 7-5. to So as you look at the East standings, the Baltimore Orioles setting the pace. Um, it's going to be really hard for anybody to catch the Orioles. They're setting the pace. They are 79-48. and 48. Tampa Bay is two games back. Tampa's got a shot at them. I should say it's going to be really hard. I keep I keep waiting for Tampa to collapse, right? Tampa hasn't collapsed so far. Uh, they're two back of the Orioles. They've won four in a row. They're 7-3. Both of those teams are 7-3 in their last 10. Toronto is 17-58. They're nine and a half back. I guess to be accurate, I should have said the Jays aren't going to catch the Orioles. They're nine and a half back, one and a half out of the wild card. Boston Red Sox are 68 and 60. They're three and a half back. They've got a series against the Dodgers starting tomorrow. That could be a lot of fun. The Yankees are 61 and 66, and you can stick a fork in the Yankees. And uh, we're basically waiting for uh, the end of the season with the Yankees and waiting to see whether Don Mattingly takes over as manager once Aaron Boone is fired. Uh, in the wild card race, Tampa Bay 78 and 51. They're six up. They've got a lock on it. Seattle 71 and 56. Houston 72 and 57. Toronto 70 and 58, a game and a half out. Seattle's two up or two better than the Blue Jays in the loss column. They've got one more win. Um, Texas is 72 and 55. Now they're leading. They are leading the AL West, but you might as well include them in the wild card race too because those two teams, or those three teams, I should say, Texas, Seattle, and Houston are going to be jockeying back and forth. Blue Jays. 
Blue Jays got to get their, I mean, they got to get their thumb out of their you-know-what as soon as possible. Um, it is August 24th. And if any of you out there thought the Blue Jays wouldn't be in a playoff spot on August 24th, I'd have to call you a liar. Because at the start of the year, if I told you that, you would have said, nah. Gary in Vancouver. You're on Blue Jays Talk. What's up, Gary? Yeah, hi, Jeff. Um, I really enjoy your show. I'm, uh, I, I was just talking to your producer about five minutes ago and just told him that uh, I listen to it all the time. You and Barker, uh, you make me laugh at times, but you, you really make sense. That's all there is to it. Now, what I wanted to say was this. The Blue Jays season is like the uh, base running of Danny Jansen during that uh, one inning where he attempted to get third base. The girl that was on uh, uh, that was on the uh, on TV there, she uh, said, "Well, he's already got two bases. Yes, he's trying for third base, but no, not against not against the, the, those outfielders. You don't do that." And in my opinion, that's the problem with the Blue Jays right now. They're trying too hard. I don't know what's wrong with Blatty, but he's, uh, uh, like you just said on, before I got on here, Blatty is, uh, he's just, uh, something's He's wrong. just been a guy this year. Let's just say he's been a guy this year. You, you just said it exactly it. Nobody's scared of him. He's just a guy, and... That's not good enough. No, nope. Not for what he's being paid, and not for who he is. So, uh, thanks for letting me on, and I want to hear your your comment as far as Jansen's concerned. By the way, yeah. Danny is one of my favorite players, but tonight he's screwed up. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate the call, Gary. Yeah, that one kind of hurt. Same thing. A lot of folks. I've got a lot of time for Danny Jansen. Um, it was a bad base running decision. You you know, you need a couple of runs. You've doubled. I. When I saw the play initially, my first... This tells you how conditioned I've become to expecting the Jays to do things that aren't always the brightest. Watching that play develop, I thought to myself, I I hope he's not going to third. There are guys in this team that I could see doing that. Uh, I wouldn't like it still because I think it's a low percentage play. I think you're at second base. That's fine. Um, Maybe John gets a chance to go to his bench. Maybe, I mean, whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that was, it it was, uh, it was just, it was not a good decision. And, and this, again, that's the thing that really has to just stick in your craw about this series is, Hey, if, if you are, if guys out pitch you, uh, you know, I hate to say you tip your cap, but you do, you tip your cap, but the Jays did a lot of just really really sloppy, dumb things in these three games. And this is against the team that is setting the pace in the AL East. You are 3-10. and 3-10 and against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? You were a team that was supposed to. Um, you were a team that was supposed to be the division champion this year, in the very least. And that's what we all thought. 
that's what I kept reading. That's what I kept saying. That's what other kept other people kept saying. And that is, um, yeah, that that's just uh, that's just not good enough. You're three and ten against Baltimore, three and seven against Boston. Three and four against the Yankees. Three and four against Tampa. You've got the worst record inside your division. And you were supposed to be the division champions. That is um boy, that 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 is a that is a a tough thing to wrap your head around when you think about the twenty twenty three Toronto Blue Jays. Braden in Saskatoon. What's up, Braden? Blair, how the hell are you? I'm living the dream, Braden. How are things in Saskabush? Oh, Christ. Nothing, never better, my man. That's all right. That sounds good. Got a little Lethbridge pill happening. <laughs> oh, you betcha, buddy. There you go. Set things off. I love the show and everything. Uh, I guess you guys make it a little more enjoyable than I have to watch the game after and pound my head into the wall for three hours. Yeah, don't do Late. that. Don't pound your head in Late. the wall. Lately, it's anyways. But uh, I guess I guess I just want to talk about that guy calling in last night that last night's caller who said that uh the our lineup is better than baltimore's lineup christ whatever he whatever that guy's drinking i got to get myself a bottle of that because that'll make these games a little bit more enjoyable right uh yes so who do we I, I guess my point is here like who do we think these blue jays are going forward i mean we just made dean kramer and kyle gibson look like garrett cole and zach gallon for christ's sakes i mean yeah you can't beat they, this horse in the ground anymore, but who do we have? like if we can't if we can't do anything against those two, do we expect ourselves to hit in the playoffs? Yeah. Listen, Braden, I I appreciate the call. Thanks for thank you for that. Um and uh apologies for the, the lang a little bit of the language there. I'll apologize for Braden. Um I think he sums up the frustration of, of Blue Jays fans though. Uh, no, I. I mean, I, listen. I, I I have no expectations. This team. I mean, maybe they turn it around. I. I don't know. Maybe they show up against Cleveland and they go nuts. Uh, I. I will say this though. It would shock me if you had told me that a couple of weeks ago. I'd say that surprises me. If you told me that a couple of months ago, I would have said. Well, okay, if you told me that before that in spring training, I'd go, hell yeah, these guys are capable of doing that. But now it would shock me if this lineup is anything other than other than what it is. Um, and, and again, this team is going to live and die by its pitching, and it's going to live and die by its defense. And, and hopefully, they can, hopefully they can scrape out some runs. Um, you know, we were told going into the year that this was a more balanced lineup, that this was, and it's not just simply a matter of lefty and righty balance, that it was... Uh, they had guys who could do different things, different strengths. You know, Brandon Belt uh, was going to bring something they hadn't had, and by and large, Brandon Belt has. Dalton Varsho was going to bring something they haven't had. It, but it, this lineup's just not good enough. Offensively, it's not good enough. In terms of production, it's not good enough. Uh, I, My friend Mr. Barker would say they miss a run producer in the middle of the lineup, and I always ask Barker, well, you know, describe a run producer to me and he tells me well you know a run producer when you see a run producer and they don't have one and he's right they don't have that guy uh in the middle of this lineup 
Um, this, you know, look, this lineup will be different next year. Uh, Matt Chapman will be gone. Brandon Belt won't likely be back. Kevin Kiermeyer probably won't be back. I can't imagine they bring Santiago Espinal back again if he's just going to. I mean, they went out to trade for Paul DeYoung because they didn't trust Santiago Espinal. So that kind of tells you all you need to know about that. Uh, this lineup's going to look a lot, a lot different next year. And I'm hoping it's more dynamic. I'm hoping they find somebody that can stick in the middle of the order and drive in runs because they do not have that guy right now. 5-3, the Baltimore Orioles have beaten the Blue Jays. The good news, we're done with the Orioles this year. The better news, they get to play again tomorrow against the Cleveland Guardians. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. New and used vehicle prices are rising and inventory is scarce. Avoid the hassle of buying prematurely by making your vehicle last longer with Crown Rust Protection. For a special summer offer in rust protection, visit crown.com today.